Hey everyone out there and welcome to the latest episode of What Not To Do. I am your whatever host, Jonathan Sayer, and uh, I want to thank you for, uh, first and foremost, for, uh, you know, listening to this podcast. Um, It is a, uh, you know, it's a therapeutic thing that I like to do and kind of talk about, uh, you know, things and stuff and whatever that I've accrued throughout my life and things that I've done. So um, if you're listening right now, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate you. Um, this thing's starting to take off a little bit, and it's uh, kind of nice. Um, got some things you know, in the works that we're going to be uh, doing, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, a change of things. Uh, we got some sponsorships coming up, and, uh, you know, just a huge as far as a, uh, as a, uh, as a podcast goes, you know. It's definitely something that I just uh, I just enjoy doing thoroughly. Um, you know how I start these things off. Right now, I'm drinking probably one of my favorite beers of all time. Um, it's Columbus Brewing Company's Creeper. It's an Imperial IPA. Uh, big boy, big boy. Uh, you know, um, I like good beer, and uh, this guy is uh, it's a good one. And it's it's. When I find it, I buy as much of it as I can because I'm that much in love with it, which is weird to say um, because, you know, I drink so much beer and as bad as that sounds, but I do. I drink a lot of beer. And when I find the Creeper, Creeper is one of my favorites, 10% alcohol. So, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing to be messing around with. So if you find it out there, um, if you're not from the Ohio area and if you do get Columbus in your area, please support them. Um, they're awesome. And again, they have nothing to do with this podcast. I just like beer and I like to promote what I like. So that's it. So in the, uh, last episode and the episode before that, I believe as well too, uh, you know, as far as, uh, my crappy music career, um, I, I was talking about having an interview with, uh, my buddy Jeff, who has been, uh, he's been on a lot of stuff with me. You know, uh, we were kind of, you know, compadres in arms, I guess you'd say. Um, Happy Cinco de Mayo, by the way. Um, Get yourself a taco or a cerveza in my world. (laughs) Um, If you are, you know, Mexican or Latino or anything like that, then, you know, that's awesome. And hopefully you're listening and not getting insulted because I'm not trying to insult anyone. I'm just, I've been drinking steadily. So... Uh, I did uh, an interview with Jeff, and uh, it was cool. It was very fun. It was nice to catch up with him, and I actually have that coming up here shortly. I am going to be doing something a little bit different, I think, uh, coming up here with some uh, from here on out, should I say. So um, what I want to do is I want to turn this podcast more into a kind of like a review kind of thing as well as like personal, um, you know, afflictions and and problems and and situations that I've had in my life and I want to start doing uh reviews for things as far as like movies and things of that nature um to be honest anything that should not be done (laughs) so it's more of a what not to do as far as like okay if it's a movie I want your guys's opinions and and not, not opinions I want your uh your I want you to send me what you want me to review doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter what it is if you want me to review Again, a movie, okay, like I just saw Captain Marvel last night, and uh, I would love to sit down and talk about what I think about that. I'm a huge Marvel fan, um, comic books from as a kid all the way up till now in the movies, and uh, some of them are great, some of them are absolutely horrible. Um, and when I say I'm a Marvel fan, I'm, I'm like, you know how Chevy guys are, and there's Ford guys? Ford to me is DC, and Chevy is Marvel. Because I was raised, my father was a Chevy guy. Chevy. It was all day long. Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. So that's what we did. You know what I mean? Um, even though I drive a GMC right now, which is technically, I don't know if it's in the same, I, don't, I have no idea. I, don't, I barely even know how a car works. So um, I do want your, um, your input on this. I want you guys to give us some sort of, uh, you know, like, like shoot us in the right direction. If there's something out there, if there's a movie you saw and you're like, dude, I really want to hear your opinions of this. I would love to do that. Now, totally put your name in here and I'll, I'll, I'll freaking shout out to you because, you know, I greatly appreciate anyone that listens to this podcast. Um, 
and, and on top of that, we're going to, you know, hopefully not destroy anything. I don't want to say it like destroy because I don't think I'm that type of person, but, uh, you know, I definitely like to give my insight on stuff. And, um, again, if you're listening, you obviously want to hear what I have to say. So thank you for that. Thank you for giving me a uh, soapbox to stand on. And, uh, yeah. So in the meantime here, I do have an awesome interview with my buddy, Jeff. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a good interview. It's kind of long, um, but it was fun. So do me a favor, sit back, grab yourself a beer and, uh, yeah, do me a favor. If you guys get a chance, I'd like to know what you're drinking out there too. So if you're sitting back listening to this podcast, shoot me an email at whatnottodopodcast at gmail.com and let me know what you're drinking right now. I'd like to hear, especially if you're you know out of the Ohio area or whatnot, I'd like to hear what kind of beers are out there that I should be trying. So remember that every time you listen to this, okay? All right. So without further ado, here is the interview between my buddy Jeff and I about stupid music careers. Thanks guys. Okay. So I was talking, uh, the past couple of, um, episodes about how I was going to bring in my buddy, Jeff, who uh, I've been in a bunch of bands with and, uh, you know, computer issues, scheduling issues, like I said before in the last episode. And well, today I actually have him in front of me right now here at Casa de Sayer. That's what I call my studio. I know I'm as lame as I sound. Um, Jeff, how are you, man? Doing good. It's a beautiful place here, by the oh, way. Awesome. <laughs> You've done a lovely job. Home Depot would be very proud. They, dude, I spent a lot of money at Home I Depot. I could see that. Yeah, you can. T- I wish they, I would have paid someone to actually do it so you wouldn't see. Look at the look up there in the ceiling. Oh yeah, <laughs> at there's craftsmanship, buddy. Are you a preferred shopper by now? I, I'm not. I haven't done that yet. Uh-huh. I do part in the preferred shopping thing, though. I know I probably shouldn't do that. What is it uh, for the specialized? people that spend a lot of money there well they want to give you a credit card with 30 percent interest right so right they can and charge you you know 800 for a garden hose right and i'm not a sucker i mean i am a sucker but i'm not an all-day <laughs> sucker so I don't, I don't do that so uh no, it looks good man i like it yeah it's coming very, along very homey yeah it's coming along uh, during, during the winter it's uh a bit uh cold out in chilly this piece. yeah but uh for the most part yeah dude it's you know it's home it's where i make the magic happen very yeah. nice <laughs> Or so I tell myself. <laughs> so anyway, here on What Not To Do, the podcast here, um, as you guys know, I always talk about the dumb shit that I've done. Um, this guy's actually been a part of quite a few of those dumb things. Um, I've touched on in the past, like when we first met, and yes. you know, the whole freak style. Thing, oh, yeah. Which was just, you know, a highlight of my life. It was a scary moment for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't have a name. I was just Jeff, you know. Well, the best part about it, though, is you said before, is that... Uh, uh, Steve, the guitarist in Cabal, he put contacts in his eyes and he came up and he, he said his name was Hulk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We thought we were cool, dude. Yeah. You know, we thought we were cool and yeah, we were not. Yeah. Even. I was going to try and make something up like, no, I'm Human Torch, but then I thought, nah, that might not go over too well. <laughs> so. Yeah. It was, uh, it, yeah, it's stupid, stupid. So anyway, we met then and uh, you were in a band called Ink at yes. the time, right? That uh, played here in the, the Cleveland in area. The right? Flying Machine. At the Flying Machine Lorraine. Look, rest in better peace. known as the Flying Trailer. Yeah. Oh, man, I miss that place. Though. Memories, a lot of memories. memories. Played with a lot of cool bands there. <clears throat> um, so you were in that band, and then I know you were in a bunch of bands, and and like it's, it, and I'm sure it's like this in a lot of cities and whatnot, where you, everybody kind of knows each other, so everybody ends up playing in bands with each other. So you were in a band with uh, Steve. Yep. Um, was Brian and Brian Hanselak? Okay. Yeah. So I ended up being in a band called Burning Vegas with Steve, and I was in Antonora with Brian. Yep. And then you went and you played in a bunch of bands with a bunch. I mean, it was just, it's, it's a all hodgepodge. Over yeah. All it's, over the map. It's a hodgepodge. It's like uh, 90210, except we're not sitting with each other. You know what I mean? That's, well, back, back then it was a different time too. Um, you have to remember back then we didn't have iPads. We didn't have iPhones. We didn't have Netflix and TV series and the video games were nowhere near as good as they are nowadays, you know? So the only thing Listen, to do. I, I beg to differ because dude, <laughs> the very first Super Mario Brothers is still a shit. And you know that. Yeah. Oh, come on. What are you? Yeah. I mean, it's apples and oranges, though. What are you comparing it, it to? Like, what's a what's a good game that's out Although, right on now? a side note, I did go back. You know, they sell the uh, the classic systems, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, so, like, all the games in yeah. it. Yeah. I finally found one. I think I was at a Target. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is amazing. I could relive my childhood. Dropped 60 bucks on this thing, which is probably dumb. But I mean, was it worth it? Well, I brought it home. I hooked it up. And I'm like, Ugh. Is it still 8-bit graphics? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you play games like Red Dead Redemption where you can run around a world and just do anything. Well, and the quality of it is so much better. I mean, mean, it's just insane how it looks, you know? Yeah. And you go back to 8-bit and it's like, 
God, I can only imagine. I haven't played one of those in forever. And the fact that it turned on right away was kind of disappointing. You know, you didn't I wanted like, like to flip the cartridge, you get the alcohol and the cotton, swab lick out, it and, and blow it, and had to put another one in to hold yeah, it in there. You know, These kids today, the they'll never understand <laughs> they'll never that, know. dude. They'll never understand VHS. Nope. They don't ever, I talk to my kids about it all the time. Like my my the youngest one, Charlie, she literally has never watched a movie on VHS that I'm aware of. Okay, like ever because yeah. DVDs have been around the entire time. Right. So. I was in there one day and I was like going through some stuff and I found a box and had a couple of VHSs in it or whatever. And she's just what looking at it and she's like, what is this? And I'm like, well, that's what they used to put movies on. Yep. She's just like, why? Yeah. You know, kids will never understand. I tried so, to get my kids to watch a never ending story and they turned it off in 15 minutes because they said the, uh, the graphics were, were no good. The special effects weren't yeah. that special. Yeah. Oh, these kids, and I I, thought, they, don't, man. they don't get it. No. I tried to get uh, Charlie to watch Dumb and Dumber the other day. That's a great one. Great one. Yeah. She's like looking at me. She goes, Dad, I know why they call it this. And I'm like, why? She goes, because this is dumb. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, we'll turn it off, you little brat. So anyways, well, back then, yeah. okay, there was never nothing to do. So Friday night came and everybody went to the flying machine, whether your band was playing or whether your friend's band was playing or if you just wanted to hang out. Yeah, it was a family, man. We, we all hung built, out together. Yeah, we built this big like culture there, you know, and then everybody just happened to have a band that was in that culture. So, you know, we take turns playing shows for each other. And one one of us was the headliner. Ooh. Right. The headliner. <laughs> yeah. That just meant you played last. Yeah, yeah. That's what and that meant. Five people were there because everybody else was tired. Right. Home, right. So. Yeah. And that's how it, it was forever. But I mean, yeah. again, though, we were, that whole scene was awesome for such that a long great. time because everybody was friends. We all yeah. saw each other and supported each other. And even when uh, things kind of like um, transitioned over to like Peabody's, mm -hmm. you know, when Peabody's was kind of like the, the spot, yep. which it always kind of was, but they're like in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, Peabody's was just amazing. Sure. You saw great shows. You went and saw your friends shows. You, you were a part of scene, you yeah, know? Absolutely. And I feel, and I, I'm not a part of that scene anymore, so I don't know, but I feel that at least for me, they're towards the end and I'm older now. We lot, both are. A lot older. <laughs> but I feel like that scene's not the same as it was back then. You know what I mean? Right. And, and again, I don't know because I don't really deal with the musicians and the bands and stuff like that. But I, I mean, I couldn't. It, and I it hate became so competitive. And like, why? Why did it come? Why did it become so competitive? I don't understand why, but I it just did. I don't it get did. it. It's cutthroat. Very cutthroat. Yeah. Um, so we back and forth in bands and whatever. And then uh, we ended up hanging out. And what was the first musical thing we did together? Okay, so this was a group called what we called Digital. Good luck copywriting that someday, mm -hmm. right? It was Digital with digital. an OL, yes, yeah, so like and a Tylenol. You had a beautiful 32 key Casio keyboard. I don't know where you got it from. <laughs> beautiful. I think it was like this thing was beautiful. <laughs> it was like a $60 Walmart keyboard. Yes. And I had just got into like computers. I had built a computer and I had some really shit generic acid, it was called acid recording program. Acid's at the still time. around. I know, but this was like the version one. <laughs> this was like l literal acid. Yeah. Like you took it. And yeah. yeah. And we were hanging out in my apartment a lot. And uh, we kind of like had this friendly competition going between us. You remember that? Mm -hmm. So I would write a song and use all the keyboards and like some drum loops and whatnot. And you'd be like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And I would go to work and I would come home and you'd be like, oh, yeah, check this out. And you would have. An amazing song. So we kind of went back and forth for like a good month. And we had a, a lot of material yeah. for a while too. I remember I, I still have a copy of that someplace and I'll still listen oh, to God, it. I would it. love to hear that. Yeah, I, I'm if I've dude, I've got random CDs, just boxes and nice. boxes of them laying around. So I'm sure I could find it. So anyway, we did that. And then uh, we also did a, the little rap group to start off, the Red Flood. Remember that? The Red Oh, do you remember how we recorded that? <laughs> uh, I know we took a, was it a, uh, a, it was a video game headset. Right, that we we that's what we recorded into. Yes. Yeah, and we put a nylon sock for a pop filter around a clothes hanger. Yep, a metal clothes hanger in ring. the closet <laughs> to do our vocals. <laughs> the red flood. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we can go back and kick ourselves in the ass. But that stuff was good though. Like I, it I, was. I mean, that's I, I've listened to that recently. Yeah. Um, that that song, the red, the red flood or whatever it was called, that was in there. Um, but then you know we kind of went our ways and did our own things and yeah. Um. And then I ended up bringing you into um, Erase the Gray. Yes. Right? Yep. Because our sampler, backup, screamer, whatever was hell. Yeah. It was Nate, right? Wasn't it Nate was the guy Nate. before you? Yeah. Um, which Nate replaced that other guy that he who shall <laughs> not be, be mentioned Nate. on this show. <laughs> yeah. We do not talk of that. Yeah. Anyway, so brought Nate in. Nate did that tour with us or whatever. And then we came mm -hmm. home and he had to leave or whatever. So we brought you in. Yeah. And... 
you know, we played a bunch of shows, yeah. right? It was, to be honest, it was life-changing for me. I mean, as minimal as it was, um, I had never used an 808. Now, <laughs> if nobody's familiar with an 808, it's, it's kind of like a keyboard. There's pads and you load in different sounds and samples. And I had to learn the hard way. Everything has to be on time. So you're counting in your head as yeah, the band is no, playing. We didn't play to click, no click. Or, or anything like that. And it wasn't, it was like you had to sync those yep. up. As so it went. in my head, I'm one and two and three and four and press. <laughs> one, two, three and four and press. Yeah. So that's a, that was hard to get. And then screaming and like doing backup vocals on top of that too. Which right? that was natural because my old band that you mentioned before, I was a singer. I right, right, you right. Could, you yeah, you did lead vocals for that one. So yeah, it was all but screaming. But I'm saying like having to time it out and scream at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that, that probably was pretty tough. You know what I mean? I've never even played tough. an instrument live on stage. You know what I mean? I've right. always just been the, the singer guy. Huh? You know, and, so I can imagine that was a pain in the ass. And I had been traditionally uh, a guitar player <clears throat> since I was 14 years old, you know, and I had a couple of years of lessons under my belt, and I was always a guitar player. And, you know, like when Ink came around, we couldn't have anybody that would, Steve can't sing, you know, right. Brian couldn't sing. And I can't sing, but I could scream. I could scream like an mf right, right, you know right, what right, I mean? So, sure. so I picked, uh, picked up on that and did that. And then, uh, you know, when you asked me, you're like, hey, uh, Nate had to leave for some reason. I don't remember what. but uh, Yeah, I don't remember what it was either. You're like, do you want to do this? And uh, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do. I want to try it. <laughs> I kind of do. Yeah, yeah. And so I just kind of gave up everything and went at it, you know? That's amazing. And uh, yeah, we had some good times, man. It was some fun. great times. Yeah, that was yeah. A, a blast. And then so we ended up, um, you know, leaving Universal. And as I mentioned before, and then uh, we met up with Jason Hager. Yeah, at the practice spot. At the at Drew's practice Drew's. spot. So if anyone's out there and if you know who Drew is, hey, handsome. Handsome. You're a handsome man. <laughs> You're a handsome man. Dude, he's such a good guy. He is. Um, so we were there, and he was writing, and, and obviously um, he was one of the original founding members of Chimera, mm -hmm. which if you know if anyone out there is familiar with the band Chimera, they were like the basically biggest metal band to ever come out of Cleveland. I mean, Absolutely. That's my personal opinion of it. Um, yep. Well, actually, no, I'd say hands down, they are. Oh, I would like agree. No, you've got your underground bands like Ringworm and, and stuff like that. But as far as like mainstream mainstream metal, they yep. were like the guys. Absolutely. So anyway, Jason was one of the founding guys there. He left that and then started this thing called Shinoa. And he basically approached us and was like, hey, you want to do this? So Vinny, our guitarist at mm -hmm. the time, me and you, since ETG was kind of like falling you know, the way of the buffalo, we said, yeah. yeah, fuck it, let's do it, you know? Well, not only that, too, it was a, uh, at that time, it was an updated sound, you know? It was different, yeah. ETG was more of your southern rock, you know, with, with the heavy edge to it, where, you know, Hagar had brought this to us, and this was more of, like, I want to say, like, a Linkin Park-ish. It was more updated. The electronics at and everything. At that time, yeah. it was more modern. Absolutely. And we were just blown away by, like, all the layers of electronics in that music. Like, oh, it was awesome. God, like, this is huge. Yeah, he did a yeah. great job with that whole thing. Yeah. And it was fun to be a part of, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, obviously, I wasn't in the greatest place in my life, as we've discussed <laughs> before. Um, so I was fired after a mm -hmm. show. Um, and I can remember the show. It was at the Agora. Yeah. Um, Ventana, a band I ended up going and joining later in life, was actually playing the same night. Yeah. Because it was for Mushroomhead, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So it was one of their earlier shows. Not Mushroomhead, but uh, Ventana's. Yeah. And... I remember leaving from there and going back <laughs> and you motherfuckers, <laughs> you guys are all just, it, it wasn't even anyone else. No one said a word yeah. other than him. And he's like, dude, you know, it's just not working out and blah, blah, blah. So I just kind of yeah. smiled. I grabbed the banner and I was like, all right, I'm leaving. Yeah. You know? So I ended up uh, just dipping out. Now, shortly afterwards, you were fired. I got replaced by an iPod. <laughs> That was when iPod Generation 1 came out. I got replaced by a douchebag. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know which is worse. Right. Like iPod or douchebag. Right. Either way, we both got hosed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, all for the better. You know what I mean? Like those guys went off and they did their own thing. And sure. They had a, a pretty good run for a second doing whatever they were doing. Yeah. Um, and we learned a lot. I mean, there was a lot of stuff to take away from that experience. Yeah. Oh, so what did you learn from that experience? Well, you know, in A Race to the Gray, it was... It was huge for me it was like stepping out of the uh the little boys club and going into the big league <laughs> you know what i mean because i wasn't i was never in a signed band before i was never playing shows that were or festivals and traveling and, and doing stuff like that right and i feel like uh in shinoa they were more receptive at home you know with the shows we would play would be shoulder to shoulder pack peabody sold out 
it, it was just, it was an amazing experience to see or to be on that end of all that chaos, you know, and being up on that stage and there's just a sea of people and everybody's wanting to talk to you and sign this and sign that. It was like, wow, this is crazy, you know? Yeah, it was, it was for me, that experience, it, it, it kind of taught me a couple things. Um, hindsight always being 2020. Yeah. It taught me to get my shit together a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I just got fired from a band replaced by a douchebag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's people out there right now that are probably going, I know that douchebag he's talking about. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on from there, um, we ended up doing, um, or from moving on from Shinoa. So I went off and I was doing my thing or whatever, and you were still doing your thing because you did something uh, element and stuff too. Was that after Shinoa or um, what did you do after that? No, that was actually before Erase the Gray. Oh, the element about it. Yeah, because oh. I had Steve. Mm. And Jim Skirtich. Okay, I drink a lot, which I'm drinking right now. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm drinking Big Wave from Kona. So if you guys are out there, remember, anything I say or do is not <laughs> involve the uh, beer companies that I happen to consume, as I mentioned uh, over and over. Anyway, uh, okay, so then what did you do after Shinoa? So after Shinoa at that time, I had met my uh, ex-wife, actually back in Race Gray. Oh, that's when you gave up on music the and first or second time. Yeah, <laughs> it's countless at this point, right? <laughs> So at that time, um, we were getting engaged. We bought a house. She was graduating school, and I was going to do the American dream, you know? Yeah. And that was it. That was really my music. I mean, I had a, a guitar and a computer, and I would dabble here and there. But other than that, I was mowing the grass, painting the house, you know, working, putting and, groceries in the fridge. And then along came the Cool Whips. Oh, yeah. Which... Is still by far one of my mo my favorite projects that we've ever done. Absolutely, um, I still listen to it to this day. Um, I, I I love some of those songs are just amazing to me. And uh, it, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't know the Cool Whips. I talked about it before. Uh, it's a hip hop duo comedy thing, I guess you'd say. It's kind of um, it's kind of along the lines of uh, Lonely Island, Lonely Island, but and, way before yeah, that like, was even a thing. Yeah, so it's like yeah, we started that shit. <laughs> You know, they made money off of it. Um, that was some of the funnest times musically, though, because it was just no whole. How part. many takes did we, we would we would cry? We would laugh till we laughing so hard on the if, mic recording. In fact, when you if you get a chance to listen to any of those songs, first of all, they're not for the faint of heart. I will say that right now, <laughs> a little graphic. Yeah, a little graphic. And if you do listen to it and you hear us laughing in it, those are legitimate laughs. It's not like fake stuff. It's just it was so dumb <laughs> that while we were recording it, we were just laughing, dude. It was so much fun. Well, at that, at that point, we had. The know-how and we had the equipment mm. so we could take something that was completely stupid and obnoxious and put it on a professional platform and that's what we did with that and it was the f it had to have been the most fun i've ever had in any musical project ever Dude, cereal killer is one of my favorite songs absolutely and, and the fact that you were literally eating cereal in the beginning of that <laughs> um jeff has an addiction to cereal do you still have that same addiction no yeah, no, no no cereal not as really much anymore oh yeah. man Getting yeah. old age I'm creeping up. Huh? Old, yeah. Can't be doing the uh, the cereal. No, I actually had a bowl of cereal yesterday morning. Thank you very much. It's it too like, much work for me, and I know that sounds ridiculous. Too know? much work. Cereal is too much yeah. work. How I mean, is that too much work? I could just grab a breakfast bar, tear open the package, and go. I don't have to actually pour cereal into a bowl. Go get the milk, let it sit for a minute, because you know it's like a fine wine. You got to let it sit and. <laughs> you're making you're making it sound like cereal is a task. Like it making is. cereal is a task. It is. Oh yeah, you you definitely are getting old. Yes, you're just gonna be having your Melba toast in the morning. <laughs> exactly. It's easy. <laughs> All right. So then after that, you know, um, we started messing around, tinkering around, and then lo and behold, Blackout Superstar came into play. Yeah. Um, and that started with so Ken, who I'm gonna be interviewing uh, in a later episode or whatnot. Um. He and I just started talking, and you know, you've known him for a while, and I've known yeah. him for a while. He was part of that circle we talked about, right? Because right, he was from in the puppet, fly machine, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we all knew each other, and then he was just talking about music and a band that he'd like to do, and then so was I, and then he, you know, and then Kenny, bass player Kenny, Kenny, um, he was in a band with Gatlin. No, not Gatlin. He was in a oh oh with Vendetta, Ken. Vendetta Point. Vendetta Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's so funny that like all these band names that you just you just bring up, it's <laughs> yeah. just hilarious. There's because, too many. Yeah, God. Well, I mean, hell, we've been in. Oh yeah, of. a million of them. So anyway, we started uh, dealing with that whole thing. Now you took kind of a, a different role in that band, though. Yeah. So actually, it was kind of a pinnacle time for me. Uh, I had gotten divorced, and you know, 
when I was married, it was a weird situation where, you know, I really couldn't hang out with my friends. It was one of those deals, you know. So I didn't see anybody for years, you know. I didn't see any of you guys for a long time. And uh, I ended up... Well, I mean, get, I'd stop by from time to time, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah we, for the most part, yeah. But it were, wasn't like our usual, right. you know, what are we working on? What's the next project? Right, hey, right. check this out. I got this. What do you have, you know? <laughs> At that point in time, I think I was coming over and playing DC versus... Uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That's, that's, that was yeah. our... When we hung out, that's what we did. Absolutely. Yeah. So... I had uh, moved back into my parents' house to get on my feet for a couple months, and you had got a hold of me, and we went out, we went out drinking. No. Yeah. Say it ain't so. And uh, you're like, "Hey, I got this this project I'm doing with Ken Oboy." I said, "Oh yeah." He said, "Yeah." And the way you you sold it to me was it was a a Motley Crue cock rock joke. Basically, yeah, that's what that's what the whole the idea behind that was, and I, and I said that in the last episode, like you know, it was supposed to be yeah, completely douchey, wearing leather and black, and you know, just partying and drinking. Yeah. You know, we wrote, I mean, the name of the the, the album was Whiskey Weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what it was supposed to be, and again, it turned into something more, which kind of like defeated the whole purpose of it. But, but yeah, yeah. So then uh, I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, man, is he serious? I kind of looked at you. I'm like. <laughs> and we had a shot, and I was like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. You know, the, let's do it. The more I'm drunk in. we got, the more it sounded, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And the the part that really sold me on it was you said you needed a rhythm guitarist. And here, I had been playing guitar since I was 14, and I ended up doing all these other things instead. Right, that's what I'm saying. It was a different kind of thing for you. And because for me, it was like, yes, finally, finally, I get to slam the, the sixth string on stage and, and go nuts. And, and in saying that, we ended up sitting down and... So Ken and I, obviously, as, as quote-unquote the lead guitarist and myself, we wrote, I basically put vocals on everything, but, mm-hmm. you know, sitting down with you and you and I actually wrote quite a few of the songs off the album. It was half the album, I think. Right. Yeah. You know, so we, we would sit there and we would write, we would just write. And it was like, I felt like that was, that to me, that's what being in a band is. That's, and, and that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's the it, fun part. It's creating. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, again, you know, before we actually started the interview or whatever, um, I told you that I probably don't care if I ever play again, if I ever get on stage again. Right. Because to me, it's about the writing process. I love writing. I love going to the studio. I love absolutely every single bit about that. It's just like an artist painting. Okay. So you, you have this picture in your head. You know, at least this is how it is for me when I write and produce music. I have this idea in my head, like a dream or a fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. What is the soundtrack behind that? Current mood, what's going on in my life at the time? And you paint it on the canvas, but instead of painting on canvas, you're plucking strings or you're making sounds and you're layering it and yeah, okay, putting it together. For me, that's it, that's what it is for me, and I love that See, more than I, anything. Now, my take on it is a little bit different. Where I, the majority of the songs that I, I, I write vocals for or that I'm creating, uh, <laughs> um, the majority of those, it's it's me thinking about somebody else's situation. And writing about that situation, you know what I mean. So, okay. like, when I sit there and I and I write songs, like, okay, perfect example, Dirty Penny. Yes, I had no idea what a Dirty Penny was when Ken sent that initial demo over, and then I I thought in my head it was a girl that gets used up that just you know gets passed around or whatever. And sorry, ladies out there, and if I'm offending you again, just turn it off. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to be misogynistic or anything like that, but that's what How I thought it was. You. I know, I know I'm such a bastard, but that's what I thought it was. Right. Turns out that it's actually another term for a butthole. And I had no idea. But you had no idea. I had no clue. Okay. So when I wrote the lyrics for that song, if you listen to it, I wrote the song based around my idea, my interpretation of a girl that just couldn't find the right person and so she was just all over the place but she knew what she was doing so if you listen to the lyrics right that's what it says in there after i was done writing that i hear it's a butthole right that's, i wrote a song about a butthole and I we did. giggled we laughed we did but it was a good song it, it, it was came out song. really good, good yeah it was fun so in blackout superstar we consumed a lot of beverages yeah alcoholic beverages that's when i was introduced to jameson Oh, that was the introduction. Yeah. Well, again, I came from a, a marriage that went south, and there wasn't a lot of drinking time in that marriage. <laughs> so this was all. If new anything, to me. that should be more of a reason to drink is because you were married, <laughs> right? So yeah, we we drank a lot, um, but we did a lot of cool stuff, man. You know, we played a lot of cool shows. Um, we played a lot of really bad shows. I don't um, think any one of us 
ever thought once that it was going to do what it did. I think for us, it was it was fun. We it was almost like the Cool Whips, but with instruments. To yeah, a right. Point. Yeah, it was a, it was a joke because was... we were mocking and mimicking an era that was like long gone, and we were replicating that sound. That well, kind of replicating the look. Of course, we're all like bald. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 you did wear a wig on stage. I did for at least one many two times, shows. many times. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know, it was. It was like a replication of something. But the funny thing was, at that point, I think in all of our careers and lives, we were all seasoned and well-trained for that. Yeah. So again, that was another fun thing that came out professionally, but had the fun behind it. Right. And again, I've mentioned this the last time, when it stops being fun yeah. is where it's like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I am. I'm done. When, I, when, I, when my heart is not in it anymore... Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. You know? So when the whole, when it became a job, mm-hmm. that's when it was like, it was rough. On me, man, it was rough. Cause I was sure. like, it was like twofold for me. So not only, or threefold. So not only was I, I trying to, you know, write and record with the band, book the band, and then book the shows for the band to play on. And basically manage the band too. And, right. It, it was just too much. Yeah. It was too, too, too much. And then, you know, I ended up, well, now she's my wife now, but then I met her right. and just, you know, everything just kind of like, sure. you know, yeah. but then we also started kind of feeling that, you know, yeah, that's awesome. We, 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 we got a really good reception. People loved what we did live, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like anyone really like attached to music because we wrote the music as a joke. Well, the sing along ones they did. So like whiskey yeah. weekend, I mean, that's like a, a bar anthem right there, you know, and Which people would play all the time, all the time. Yeah. yeah you know. And that's the funny thing is like, you know, all these bands we've gone through and all the things we have written and produced and created. And you take the simple thing where it's like three chords and the song is about getting drunk, you know, and that is the one out of all of that. That is the big deal. Of course. That it gets the most attention. It makes you feel like shit as an artist. It really does. <laughs> there is simplest. There is. What is it? There's uh, the sim- most simplistic stuff seems to be. The most popular stuff yeah and i think it's mainly because and not to you know downplay you know people's um the, the way they listen to music or the way they listen or look at art or they watch movies or anything like that i think people like to turn their brains off and they don't want to have to think about it you know like i love bands like tool mm-hmm. i do i love bands like tool but not all the time i don't want to sit there all the time and, and but you know what it is because you're a musician well right right so we're always looking at different things that other people are you know like a song will play and I'll be hanging out with somebody and they'll be like singing along and oh this is a great tune isn't it catchy and I'll be like that drum beat's off you know what I mean that, that's not an A chord I wouldn't have gone to that chord right there <laughs> they need a down tune lower yeah yeah you I, know? Would, I wouldn't have done that and then the other person looks at me like what are you an asshole and I'm like well I guess <laughs> well we are yeah. we're musicians yeah. that's what you are you're an asshole so we look at it differently than other people do and that's kind of our downfall right when we write and create music you know I'm my friends tell me all the time I'll, I'll show them music all the time and my one buddy's in a punk rock band, okay? And What's he, the name of the punk rock band? Let's give him a plug. What's the name of it? Oh, my God. He's going to kill me. I can't even think Ooh, of it. Ooh, whose band is this? Dave's? Dan. Dan's. Dan? What is it called? Isn't it like Good Call? Good, Good Call? Call? Good Call is the name of the band. It's called Good Call. Sorry, Dan. I didn't mean to screw that up. <laughs> All right, Dan. So, so if, anyways. Uh, anyone hears that, there's a punk rock band from around here called? Yes. Good Call. Good Call. All right, with All our right. buddy Dan. In. All right. And, uh, you know, for me, and I'm not trying to talk shit about punk rock, but Punk rock is a basic three chord progression, no matter which way you look at it. Now, for those of you out here that aren't musicians or think, well, what the hell is he talking about? If you guys want to find him to kick his ass later, <laughs> I'll let you know where he's at because I love punk rock. Anyway, go ahead. It's three notes, okay? So yeah, for the most part, it, I mean, it's, yeah. I'll yeah, make it I simple for you. It's and then loop, right? So I'm like, he asked me, he's like, you know, I, I need a guitarist. He's like, do you want to jump in for this? And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I could do that all day long. So I started writing some songs. And, uh, you know, we sat down and played it for all the guys, and they're all looking at me like I'm insane. I had, like... Six chords? <laughs> I had the most complex stuff ever with, like, electronics and, like, violins and all this stuff. and Because like, I like to layer. I want to make everything epic as hell, you know? I want it... When you turn that volume up, I want it to be, like, a soundtrack to life. So what? how long did that last? Not long at all. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think you got, you know, what we're, what we're looking for. <laughs> But the sad thing is, is I could play that all day in my sleep if I would just dumb myself down. Well, that's but the thing. I can't. That's, that's the, the thing. problem. So you were also in um, the cover band. 
mm-hmm. cheers yeah um with me and i think at least from my standpoint you kind of saw what the and I, and i hate to say it like this and and i'm i'm sure going to and listen i'm always going to you know insult somebody out there you know trigger somebody yeah, I mean, it's 2019 you can't right. walk down the street without insulting anybody. right exactly so <laughs> i'm probably going to do that right now so for anyone that's you know easily triggered i apologize but uh it's like the dumbification of music it really it's is like, it's like you know when you hear that and and again these people who are out there making millions of dollars off of the most basic um just music in general, the most basic riffs, the most basic vocals, making them sound identical to somebody else, but just singing it a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, that to me is the, it's the, the, the dumbification of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. And you know, whereas, you know, when I listen to music and listen, don't get me wrong. I love hip hop. I love, um, metal. I love rock. I love punk. I love everything, but I like stuff that's like intricate as well. You know what I mean? I yeah. want to hear the intri- intricacies of, of musical stuff. So when I sit there and I hear stuff that's just like <laughs> boots, cats, boots, yeah. cats, yeah. it's just, it's too much for me. It's a generational thing too. I mean, cause if you go back and you look at, and I'm sure people out there that are listening right now could relate to this at some point, the older crowd could, you look at bands like Rush. Okay. Not really a fan of Rush, but if you listen to their music, man, that is layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer until it ends. You well, know what I mean? Also, and they had a, some of the most a following, technical and, freaking uh, you know musicians ever, yeah. dude. I mean, those guys are absolutely insane. And you don't you don't get that anymore. No, with anybody. And I and I say this all the time when I talk to um, other people about like music of today versus before. Bands like Rush, you would not hear them on the radio now. No. You would not hear them because it won't sell. Absolutely, it won't sell. Because yeah. what sells is the ninety-six point five or the country. And and again, I'm not negating what these people are doing because I feel like you know, especially if you're doing it for, you know, with heart, then I don't care what you're doing. I don't feel that some of them are doing that out there. I think some of them it's it's quick cash. It's easy. They yeah. know they're going to get out there. Someone else is writing the music for them. They're going to sing the same three bars. There's a 400 pound guy up in the mountains of Montana with a Pro Tools computer, and he's writing everything for everybody with a sniper rifle. Exactly. Yeah, I listen to a lot of serial killer <laughs> shit, dude. So you know, let's not let's not open a can of worms yeah. right now. Yeah. I li- literally just listened to one the other day about a guy up in the right. woods who was just taking people out. But, um, I, but I told you, you know, I told you what cheers for me. It was fun because here's here's a place where you can go and play. You don't have to sell tickets because that was the the worst thing ever oh, in yeah. any band was well, selling horrible. tickets. It's horrible. And it was always packed. People were drinking, having a good time. Everybody's out dancing. And, you know, you could get into it. And, God, it, it was so simple to do. After all these years of playing, you're talking, again, I hate to go back to that punk rock thing, but a Bruno Mars song is like three notes. Yeah, it's it just. It really is. It's just punk rock with different vocals and clean guitars. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's what most of that pop stuff is nowadays. I mean, and again, once again, I have to keep reiterating this. I, I'm not trying to insult anyone out there. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is, yeah. and I apologize for that. But, um, but no, but seriously, like I'm not, you know, everyone is entitled to their own opinions and their own taste in music and stuff like that. But I just feel like, you know, and, and again, no, I'm not saying that the music that I have been personally a part of, and which you've been a part of a lot of that with me, I'm not saying that that is the best music in the world. Right. I'm not. I'm not sitting there going, oh, dude, I'm, you know, the most knowledgeable person in the world or whatever. I can't read sheet music. I still can't. I have no idea. My 11-year-old daughter who takes piano was trying to teach me the other day. And I'm like, I got mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck it, no, I don't want to yeah. get away from me. It's like trying to learn another language at yeah, this point like, in your life, you know? But, I mean, I've been a part of and written... God, dude, I can't even count how many songs now, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I guess in saying that to me, it's, it's, I don't care if it's a simple three chord progression or if it's some crazy off time signature, insane song or whatever, the heart and the, the meaning and the emotion and stuff behind it, that's where it needs to be mm-hmm. for me to be into it, you know? Like, dude, I'll sit down and I can hear the anger and angst from like a Meshuggah song. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, you know, or, or uh, Lamb of God. Oh, I love him. Love Lamb of God. Yeah. And you could just hear Randy Blythe up there, and you could just hear he's fucking pissed off, and <sighs> he's just going nuts. But then again, I can turn around, and I can listen to the sultry sounds of, of, of Marvin Gaye. Love Marvin Gaye. 
Um, there's another guy out now who who does this. Uh, it's called Francis and the Lights. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of him or not. No. It's one dude, and he just makes this like really weird digital kind of pop stuff, and I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I absolutely love it. Now, everything else that comes on that station <coughs> on um, on uh, Pandora or whatever, I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Skip, I hate skip, it. skip. Yeah, I'm like, oh, and then you can only skip so much unless you're freaking, Yeah, unless you have a premium. Yeah, you get a premium. Pay for it. Oh, that sucks. So anyway, the um, the Cheers thing was, <sighs> let's be honest, man. That was all about making money. Absolutely. It was. That's what yeah, it was. That's easy what, that, money. That's what cover bands are. You know, um, I think cover bands are like that whole adage about sex and pizza that even when they're bad, it's still people are gonna. It's still good. People are still gonna go to it. Yeah. People are gonna go and listen to a song that's probably going to be destroyed, and just sing along with it because they're drunk and yeah, you know. Right. Right. And there's a ton of them out there. You know. There's a lot of great cover bands too. Like there's a lot of really good ones that like I believe like you sit there and watch them and you're like these guys are great. It's because it's all seasoned musicians from years and years and years right. that gonna make it in the regular rip and they jump in that to get the money. Because you're. I mean, let's be honest, man. Unless. You're getting a huge record deal, which don't exist anymore. You're not really making money. I mean, hell, we sat down the other day and we were looking at, um, I guess, the percentages on streams. Okay, mm -hmm. so guys in the race degree or whatever, we're looking at stuff, and you know, we're just posting a bunch of stuff like songs out just for people to stream and listen to and download. Okay, no physical copies of anything, and <laughs> it is ridiculous the amount of money that artists are making right now. I think one of them pennies, huh? I don't know if it's like it's like fractions of pennies it's like 0 0.049 cents per stream dude like wow. that's that's insane to me insane because i mean it's still this person's music you know what i mean yeah. like that is still their music so i don't know i i i just yeah i'm getting off on a tangent here this is supposed to be what not to do <laughs> don't be a musician yes that's what not to do and if you do don't ever think that you're going to be a rock star because <laughs> that shit does not happen. I'm, although, although we have a lot of good memories and a lot of good times that you wouldn't get any other way, you know. Speaking of which, I did want to ask you this: of all the years and all the shit that we did in Blackout Superstar, what is your most <clears throat> memorable moment? What, oh what what sticks out the most to you? Um, that's a tough one. You have to give me a minute to think because there's so many. Yeah. You know, there was a lot um, of good times. I would say the bus, getting the bus was kind of like a holy shit moment where. And then having it wrapped with like our names. We had done this yeah. for so long, so long, you know, and here we get to this point where now we have a tour bus with a kitchen and a bathroom. I mean, you said it in the last episode, we're riding around the country like sardines in a broken down van or a Jeep Cherokee. That van, dude. <clears throat> you know? I don't know how we didn't die in that thing. And then here comes this bus. And that was my, 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 well, I mean, I had a lot of great moments, just like you said, too. But one of my favorites was making spaghetti for the band. Oh, that was so good. In the bus. That was good. Like, absolutely. That's one of my yeah. favorite moments because I was up there cooking it up, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one of my scariest moments um, was also in the bus, though. Um, do you remember when we were driving around the uh, the hills of West Virginia and oh, yeah. Chainsaw, you son of a bitch, was like doing 80? And we're like, dude, slow down. And like the brakes, he's like, I'm trying. The brakes yeah. just weren't doing what needed because yeah. we had the whole trailer and everything too. That was scary, dude. There was a lot of close calls. You know, um, we being idiots, I think it was you and Kenny and I in the back on our sleeping shift. We would take shifts driving. They wouldn't let me drive, by the way, so I never got to drive. But... <clears throat> we were sleeping in the back of the Jeep Cherokee and us being idiots. It's, I don't know, four in the morning, pitch blackout driving down the highway doing 70. And we're all in the back setting our flashes off on our phone, taking pictures and like jumping up in the air and trying to get like air shots in a car at four in the morning, <laughs> going down the highway, 80 miles an hour. So imagine being the driver and you see like lightning behind you nonstop and you're trying to drive at four in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not not a lot of great decisions. 
the snowstorm, Connecticut. Oh yeah, I, I did actually talk about that one uh, a little bit. That dude, that was crazy. We were watching trees fall down left and right because none of the leaves had fallen off the trees, so they're like holding all yeah. that snow. It was, it was around Halloween, yeah. and literally trees just falling all around us as we're driving. Yeah, dude, it was it, it was insane. That <clears> was insane. <throat> that was a scary moment too, driving in that. That was, that was pretty crazy. Um, um, the what was the place? Was that Milwaukee? The rave. Mm. Where it was 110 degrees on stage, and we yeah. all pretty much, pretty much passed out yeah, as well, soon as we were done. Ken passed out actually on stage for about two seconds, and he like fell against me. Yeah, and I remember just like, you know, taking my mic, kind of like yeah, with people in sweat, <laughs> slinging <laughs> off yeah. of my arms. Yeah. Just that was so brutal. But that place is amazing. The rave in, in Milwaukee is, it's cool. One of the coolest freaking places. But it's cool. You'd think they'd be able to pay for air conditioning. Dear yeah. God, it's hot. What was it, August, right? Yeah. Ugh. And we got off stage, and the drummer at the time, his wife was there, and she had bought, you know, little 16-ounce Gatorades for all of us. And we get off stage, and we're all dying. It's like we're walking through the desert. And she gives us these Gatorades, and every single one of us damn near puked. As soon as we drank that Gator, we're all like, uh, uh. <laughs> Speaking of puke, you, Kenny, well, you and Kenny mainly... <laughs> The five-hour energy drinks. <laughs> yes. So before every show, these guys would chug at least one of the five-hour energy That's where drinks. our amazing performance came from. Well, then I would do it because I'm like, well, you know, I could use some energy too. Yeah. But then I would go so hard on stage that afterwards I'm puking. Yeah. Like I couldn't even walk off stage and I'm all of a sudden just sitting there just. <laughs> just. And then we would have another one. We'd make you drink it right after. God. So you didn't lose it. You and those freaking five-hour energy <laughs> drinks. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, all in all, it was a good time. We had a blast. And uh, so what do you got going on now, man? Like as far as music goes? Uh, right now I'm really into some electronic. Uh, it's kind of like EDM slash pop. Um, kind of going back to my roots with like ETG and Shinoa where it's all electronic based. And uh, I got some new toys I've been playing with and I'm, I'm just having a ball with it. So... That's awesome. So you're just kind of doing it on your own? Just... Yeah. Yeah. As far as a band goes, I would love to do another one, but I don't know if I want to play out, you know? Yes. I, I would like to sit there and write and be part of that process and have like an accomplished piece. That would be awesome. See, that's exactly, yeah. See, that's where I'm starting to get to in my life, man. It's like, you know, I really... I mean, I feel like we've done it. You know what I mean? We have. It's not like we played arenas or anything, but I feel, I feel like we've done enough for everything we've... Well tried to do and let's for about so it. long. Let's think know? about it for a second too. Okay. So saying that we've done it. Okay. And we have, we, you know, everyone's like, well, you know, I got to tour here. Okay. So did we, yeah. And we had a tour bus. Well, so did we, yeah. Um, you know, songs on the radio. So do we, you know what I mean? Like, right, like you name right. it, we, we've kind of done all that. Um, but none of it ever really seemed to, I guess, fill the void for me. It just seemed after a while that it always just, and, and this, this, listen, we all know that I'm crazy in the head and, you know, depressive and or depressed whatever. It's anxiety, social anxiety. That's what it is. And we'll talk about that on a different episode. But right now I'm trying to keep you guys entertained and not bum anyone out. So <laughs> even though it's really fun. Yeah, it's really fun because if I don't take my pills, I'm like, hey, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. <laughs> just don't ask my wife. But, um, you know, to me, it was like, you know, the, uh, I don't know. It kind of lost its, its, its glamour after a while. You know what I mean? You know, when we were coming out of pocket to get home. And struggling, getting on any goddamn show we could, like towards the end of it, you know? Yeah. Just to make ends meet, to just be out there in front of people to keep the name going. At that point, it wasn't even about money anymore. We, I think we all agreed that's like, you know, we're not going to get paid and that's fine, but we got to get the name out. We want to play. And we were taking some of the craziest shows. I mean, f like you said before, five people, six people. Oh, yeah. And you. Absolutely. If in your head, you imagine trying to perform and put everything you got in front of five people. Well, that is tough. Well, now it's I think tough to do. it's it's tough to do after you've played in front of hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're playing in front of five people or less. Yeah, remember New Orleans? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. dude, that was, and so it can be very disparaging. Yeah, you know what I mean. It can very very much take a toll on you. But so to me. I'll never, and I tell my wife this all the time. I'm never going to stop writing music. Right. I'm never going to stop. I'm going to be dead, dying. It's a party. Like, it's a party. Oh, I got this riff in my head, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in bed or, you yeah, know, yeah. 
Like I'm always going to think about that. So um, for this new EDM stuff that you're kind of working on or whatever, um, do you have anything online available yet or anything you want to No, it's, it's, still, it's still all in the uh, beginning works. So I mean, okay. I'm still like in the, where do I want to go with it? What direction do I want to go with it? Do I want to put it online? Do I want to make videos instead? I mean, is this something that would have the possibility to play out live if I wanted to? So it's still in the beginning stages. Um, but hopefully at a future point. Are you, you know, still doing the video game thing? No, I did no? for a while. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say because I know you were doing that for a while. Yeah. you were on the Stitch or whatever it's called. Twitch, Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It goes to show how much yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> it's called Switch, right? Yeah, it was fun. You know, it was. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, I've loved video games since I was a kid. You know, and I got really into it. And here was this platform where, like, you could basically put a camera in front of yourself and be an asshole and play a game. And I mean. Kind of like a podcast? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Where I can be an asshole? Kind of. Wow. And it, it was fun because, you know, I was just doing goofy stuff and like, you know, you you lose a game and you'd rage on camera and people <laughs> would love it. They just love to see that, you know? But then like, you know, I started gaining weight because I wasn't doing anything. Except playing video games. really unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I didn't know what the sun looked like. Oh, man. You know, it got to that because you have to put, it's just like anything else. You got to put all your time into it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got to commit either way. And I was like, you know what? I tried it. Whatever. It's not for me. And then I kind of just quit all of that as a whole. You know, I, I can't tell you the last time I actually played a video game. So. so if somebody wanted to follow whatever it is you're doing, how would they do that? Would they follow you on Facebook? Would they follow you on Twitter? Would they follow you on um, Instagram? Would they? Do you have any kind of thing you want to tag yourself in? No, I mean, I have Instagram, but it's like my personal stuff. It's not really anything like that. So what Jeff's saying is, fuck kinda, all yeah, of you. I'm off the grid, guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's saying, fuck every <clears throat> single one of you. He doesn't want you to follow him. No, I'm sure at some point. I mean, we always fall back into something. You know, yeah. it always happens. So I'm sure at some point I'll get into something where, you know, well, now I did say, and uh, I mentioned this in the, in the past right now, is that uh, the music that uh, you can hear in the beginning and end of uh, this podcast uh, in each episode, you're actually doing the music for that. Yeah. So I will keep people informed. I will let them know. Appreciate You know buddy. what you're doing and whatnot because, you know, it's good stuff. You know, we've had some ins and outs, but yeah. you're still my dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. We're musicians yeah. and we suck, you know. We'll always be musicians. Yeah. And I have a, uh, you know, this platform that I actually enjoy doing and uh hopefully people listen to it and uh yeah you know whatever so i'll let people know i'll keep cool. people posted what's going on with you who knows i mean you and amy i'm sure we'll end up on the same song again somewhere oh, i'm you sure know what I mean? that's, i'm sure that's just yeah. kind of how it goes uh, so you want to say anything to anyone before you go stop listening to crappy music <laughs> find layered good music and if you can't find it go back to the old stuff like what what do you like old stuff what are you listening to right now Oh man, it, unfortunately, it's just a lot of Foo Fighters anymore because you say unfortunately, like it's a bad thing. Oh, I love them. I think they're great, but it's it's like the only option anymore. You know, I, I love rock. I come from a rock band. I like hearing instruments and yeah, songs. Oh yeah. oh yeah, you know, same here. Um, <clears throat> so that's pretty much it. What are you listening to, dude? I've actually um, I've actually gone back to listening to like some crazy, not crazy stuff, but like I've been listening to uh, Slipknot's original album. Oh, that's good. Listen to that. I, I just uh, put uh, three dollar bill, y'all. Oh on, wow! On my, uh, oh yeah, dude. Going I was back just to that, for huh? some reason there was something about and I was just wanting to hear some Limp Biscuit. I was like, oh, all right, I'm yeah. putting this on my on my uh, on my phone. They still throw it out. Oh, they're so good. It's amazing. Um, if you get a chance to listen to uh, Highly Suspect, I've heard of them, dude. They're they're both their albums. I think they have two. They may have a third one out. I'm not sure, but their albums. It's just straight up rock and roll. Three guys, just straight rock and roll. It's dope. I love it. Nice. So I listen to them. And then, uh, you know, I'll throw in some hip-hop. Uh, I was on a Mighty Mighty Boss Tones kick for a while. Yeah, I do a lot of Goldfinger. Goldfinger, absolutely. A That's lot. My, I just put that play yeah. uh, a playlist on my phone the other day. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. They were throwing some good ones in there, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, you know, and then whatever I'm trying to get people like uh, local bands, no matter where they, not local bands, unsigned bands, um, from anywhere. If you're hearing this podcast, if you want to have your music played on this podcast, I would absolutely love to do that for you. So if you want to send that, uh, like an MP3 along with like a bio and like a release statement, just saying, Hey dude, you know, you can use my music so you don't come back and try to sue me later. That'd be awesome. Um, but I would love to have some music like that on the podcast. Um, you can email me at what not to do podcast at gmail.com. And Jeff actually gave me a pretty good um, uh, idea earlier too. If you have an idea that you want me to talk about 
or if you have something that you want to talk about that you just, you know, some dumb shit that you've done that you kind of want to get off your chest, you can also email it to me at whatnottodopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and I think that's it right now. Yeah. And again, you can find the podcast on Stitcher, uh, Google, anywhere you listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be. You know what I mean? Um, Jeff, I want to thank you very much for coming out and hanging Thanks out. Thanks for having me. Of course, It was man. fun. I'm sure we'll have you back out again. Yeah, um, anytime. Depending on what kind of stupid shit we want to talk about. Yeah. So the uh, the bottom line with this, ladies and gentlemen, is, uh, again, what not to do. Don't be a musician. Yeah. Um, if you are going to be a musician, don't expect too much from it. And don't fuck people over. <laughs> yeah. Um, be humble. Be cool. And, yeah, anything else? Find a layer of music. <laughs> Get out of that three-chord crap. All right. So listen, I am out for now. I want to thanks, uh, thank you again, Jeff. Um, and if you guys have any questions or whatever, reach me at whatnottodopodcast at gmail.com. Remember, I love my wife. I love my kids. And I love beer. I will see you soon. Peace out. <laughs> Serial killer. With a side of grits, apple jacks, and hollow pointers. Take a spoon and put it in the air. Go go bluffs and shotgun. Well, it's one to the two, to the two and the three. Got chocolate beat the shit out of the tricks for me. He took it to the ground right off his feet. And stabbed it with a knife into shredded wheat. Looking at the rabbit to believe what he did. He smiled with a grin and said, yo, tricks are for kids. Social network and put the woo woo on there. You gotta put the woo woo up on your rice krispie treats and your baho. All up in your, your baho. All up in your baho. 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 Uh oh. In your baho. In your baho. In your baho. In your baho. Uh oh. In your baho. In your baho. In your baho.